Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. We are living in turbulent times. You know that. Everybody knows that. We go in cycles in America, and we're now in a down cycle. And all of us are affected by the lack of calm. Calm is a good word. C-A-L-M. Calm. It's not around. All right? It is way too intense on almost every level for Americans to feel comfortable. And that is the subject of this evening's talking points memo. So it's all about anger now. Anger in America taking over. You saw it today. President Biden mentioned Donald Trump 21 times in his speech on the West Coast. And Trump had nothing to do with the meeting on the West Coast with the Asian leaders. It was an economic meeting. But Biden's obsessed with Trump because he's losing in the polls right now to a man he detests. All right. So Biden and the Democratic Party are essentially trying to tell Americans that Trump is a Nazi. And if you support Trump, you're a stormtrooper, too. That's really out there. And it engenders anger on the part of those who do support Donald Trump. On the Republican side, it's the same thing. Anger growing. All right. Biden's incompetent. Biden's corrupt. The progressive culture, the open border. Crime in the streets, nothing done about it. Anger, anger, anger. 
So both sides are furious. When you get angry, you do not think clearly. And you do things often that are going to come back to hurt you. But next year, in 2024, we will have the angriest campaign outside of the Civil War years that I think we've ever had in this country. It will be brutal next year. Now, to demonstrate, we have the Israel-Hamas situation. And again, in America, people taking sides. So yesterday, there are the pro-Hamas people all right, they're in D.C. sieging the Capitol. Go. Okay, so only one arrest. All right, um, six officers are treated for injuries. And I bet you the person who was arrested, nothing will happen. Stark contrast to January 6th. I know what you're thinking. January 6th is a lot worse. I mean, he went breaking in and hurting police officers and all that. But one arrest? Come on. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, the Capitol Police are reporting that uh, 200 people, 200, remember, one arrest, illegally and violently protested in the Capitol Hill neighborhood. But they didn't arrest them. <laughs> okay. Illegally and violently. So these pro Hamas people are angry at primarily the Democratic Party, primarily Biden. Their anger is going there. Now, the uh, protest yesterday was sponsored by the Jewish Voice for Peace Action, which is the largest Jewish progressive anti-Zionist organization in the world. So there are some Jews hating Israel, and I don't really want to get into that. But all I want to tell you is that this anger is going to lead to more violence in this country. No doubt about it. Okay, there is no doubt about it. But there was an exception on Tuesday when about 500,000 people showed up in Washington to demonstrate in support of Israel. This crew was peaceful. So the pro-Palestinian Hamas crew, anti-Israel crew, violent, this crew, peaceful, which proves to everybody you can protest in a civil, responsible way. Okay, so with both parties now trafficking in anger, remember Donald Trump, against my advice, I told the president when he asked me, I don't give unsolicited advice to anybody, um, Run as a statesman, run on your record. He's not. He's running on grievance that he is a victim of a corrupt system. And they, he can back that up to some extent. He can absolutely back it up. This New York City real estate civil suit, this is the most absurd thing in the world. All right? This is so nakedly un-American, I can't even tell you. So Trump does have a legitimate grievance, but that's what his campaign is going to be about. I'm going to get back into the Oval Office. I'm going to clean out all these rats. I'm going to take care of all of them. That's his primary message. Not that I kept inflation under control. I kept Putin under control. I had the border sealed down. Not even mentioning that stuff. I destroyed ISIS. It's these rats are doing this to the country. I'm going to get them. On the other side, it's, hey, Adolf Trump, 
Here he is. Fascist is going to ruin democracy. Hillary Clinton is a big mouth on that. But now Biden's picking it up. Okay. Now, this is unhealthy. I remember when I interviewed Barack Obama, and this is an interesting story. So I was not unfair to President Obama, but I was critical of him in some areas. He made an enormous mistake by taking the troops out of Iraq so ISIS could reconstitute. That cost tens of thousands of lives, that mistake. Obama corrected the mistake, but not, you know, all these people were dead. All right. And then Trump came in and just wiped out ISIS, a continuation. But that was a mistake that was incalculable. You can argue Obamacare all day long, but what happened was Barack Obama in his eight years unleashed an enormous amount of federal spending, and now we're drowning in it. He unleashed it. There's no restraint. Okay. But when Obama did something good, I would mention it. So in the three interviews I did with him, uh, you know, we had a respectful back and forth. And I got led, well, you didn't do this to Obama. You should have said this to Obama. You know, they wanted me to crush him. And I'm not going to do that to a sitting president of the United States. But if you Google the interviews, O'Reilly, Barack Obama, you see I was the toughest interview that he has ever sat through. And it's not even close. But anyway, after the interview, President Obama and I would have, you know, we talked about Lincoln. He's a big Lincoln fan. He read Killing Lincoln. And he took me up to the Lincoln bedroom, showed me the handwritten Gettysburg address. My God. You know, he didn't have to do that. And it was and when on our brother's, my brother's keeper, he I helped him on that. And he was, you know, back and forth. There was a dialogue. Okay, that's gone. There's no way I could even talk to Joe Biden, get close to Joe Biden. He never allow it. Okay, he doesn't want anybody criticizing him. And the same with Trump. Okay, so we have the United States of hate. I mean, real hate. And you know it. I mean, I see it. Most of the people that I see in person and everybody knows me. Now, this YouTube thing, we're on, you know, so many outlets. But the YouTube thing has brought in the younger people who now recognize me all over the place. My son was, I think I told you the story. I don't want to be repetitive, but, I, but let me just review it quickly because it just startled me. So my son is on the Oxford University lacrosse team in England, ranked second in the country, by the way. All right. And he's playing um, a college in Wales. And uh, before the game, he had O'Reilly on his jersey. The other team, about five or six of them came over and said, you Bill O'Reilly, so my father. He goes, how do you know my father? YouTube. And he was like this. Uh, he usually doesn't cop to me and my son, but there I, he did. So anyway, um, we have a lot of new people that didn't watch the O'Reilly Factor on Fox News. And because that was an older audience, still is over there at Fox. And I very rarely do I get any hatred directed at me on one-on-one, -on -one. in the mail, in the media, all day long, every day, never stops. One-on-one, -on -one, I'm six foot four, and I'm 200 pounds, and I'm in decent shape. They're not going to come up to me and do that, all right? But 
I sense it sometimes, not often, because my home team here on Long Island, pretty much on my side. But I go to the Upper West Side of Manhattan, you, you can see it, all right, East Hampton, Long Island, and you can feel it. But I don't care, because I'm doing my job, but I don't like the hatred. I mean, that's why I go on Cuomo on News Nation, because I want to show everybody, look, you can do this. And disagree, but you can also be respectful. Because it doesn't happen anymore. So I'm really, uh, I'm sorry for the dark vision. But I'm worried. Next year, 24. Um, But we're on it. And that's the memo. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years? Refrigerators typically about 13. Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you. And when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress free and limit budget breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs.com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Nantucket. So um, for 48 years, the Bidens have done Thanksgiving on Nantucket. Now, the Nantucket, if you haven't been there, you should go. It's a beautiful place. September is the best month after Labor Day when all the swells leave. Some of the most expensive real estate in the world. All right. And I like Martha's Vineyard, where Obama has his big mansion, better than Nantucket because it's hillier. It's a little more picturesque. But they're both very nice places. And so Biden goes there and all the Bidens show up. Hunter will show up. You you know, it's a free meal. Of course, it's going to show up. And they stay at a gazillionaire's house, the guy who heads Carlisle Group. They always do. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if the guy likes the Bidens and wants to put them up for four days, um, that's fine. So that's why they're going to uh, Nantucket, Massachusetts, spend some Nice time there myself. I can vouch for both the Vineyard and Nantucket and excellent places. The attitude could be better, but just geographically, you know. So Biden's going to come back on Sunday and he has nothing on his schedule for next week at all. Nothing, which is pretty astounding. On Wednesday, a guy named Robert Walker is set to testify in deposition in front of the House Oversight Committee. And that's James Comer, who is... Robert Walker. 
Well, he is a Hunter Biden business partner that was involved with this China thing. You may remember that financial records the Oversight Committee subpoenaed earlier this year revealed that uh, members of the Biden family, including women, Haley and Sarah Biden, received more than $1 million in payments from Robert Walker, who was doing business with Sinohawk Holdings, a Chinese energy firm. Now, I told you this is going to get worse. This money flowing into the Biden camp. I was watching a rerun of The Godfather last night. And every time Brando would come on um, with his, I just, Biden's <laughs> face just appeared. Now, he, I'm not convicting Joe Biden of anything. All right. That would be irresponsible of me to do it. But if you think the Biden family didn't use every bit of its influence to amass tens of millions of dollars. If you don't believe that happened, then you're not living in a real world. Okay, here's another outrageous story. The Pentagon. It's headed by Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Okay? Now, if I were the president, I would fire Austin today. Why? Because uh, the Pentagon cannot account for half of its assets. The Department of Defense has $4 trillion in assets. That means tanks and planes and ships and, you know, depots, all of that. 50% of it, they don't know where it is or what's going on with it, according to an audit. All right? And the audit was done by the federal government. So Austin, he's incompetent. He's like uh, Buddha judge and Mayorkas. Well, here's a statement that, that when this came out. So remember, 50% of all the $4 trillion in assets, that's $2 trillion, Pentagon can't explain where, where it is or what's happening with it. So this is from Sabrina Singh, the deputy press secretary. They didn't even put the press secretary up there. She says, quote, we're working on improving our process. While it wasn't the results we wanted, that's the audit, we certainly are learning each time an audit passes. <laughs> yeah, okay, they're learning. You don't think there's gra graft and corruption and theft in the Pentagon? They don't know where anything is. Do you know that story? If, again... If you heard that story, News Nation broke it. And I, News Nation is, you know, I'm doing work with them. So, But if you heard that story, please let me know where you heard it before me. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town, of course. But I would like to know because I haven't seen it anywhere. Um, so Austin goes to Ukraine earlier this week and says, uh, we're going to give you another $100 million. I think every single American is, is tired of this. Even the people like me who support Ukraine and know that the United States and NATO have to bolster them. You cannot let Putin overrun Ukraine. So I was reading a Daily Chatter, that's our foreign policy um, partner, dailychatter.com. And they had a piece this morning about Georgia, not the state, the country. 
Putin's got his tentacles in there. 20% of Georgian land is run by Russia. And he wants more. You get this? Putin's not stopping. We pull out, we pull back on our money in Ukraine. You're going in, Belarus he already has, then he's up in the Balkan states. Okay? I'm sorry, that is geo-reality. Now, I hate it that American taxpayer money has to go over there. But it's necessary. We'll have to pay far more down the line if Putin wins in Ukraine. All right, let's go to Thanksgiving. Uh, Gas prices are down. That's good. 10% from last year. Average $3.31 a gallon in the USA. California is still above $5, I believe, because you have all those taxes out there. And uh, AAA says a lower demand for gas, driving those prices down. We consumers have power. You know, we don't buy as much. It comes down because they got to sell the gas, stockpile it. Okay. Hamas. So they say they may release 70 women and children being held hostage. 240 are believed to be uh, captives of Hamas right now. In return for the 70, Hamas wants some Palestinians to be released. That means terrorists. They want Israel to give up some terrorists that Israel has captured. Pretty tough for Israel to do that. They'll work out something, I think. But I can't be sure. But that's in motion now. So I wanted to uh, get the best expert, as I always do uh, for you guys, to talk about um, President Biden's foreign policy outlook. And the best guy in a country, in my opinion, humble opinion, is a former senator from Connecticut, Joseph Lieberman. He's not an ideologue. Got tons of experience in the Middle East. He knows China very well. Senator, thanks for uh, helping us out here. Um, what I want to know first is overall, Israel Hamas, is the Biden administration handling it well? What grade would you give them? Yeah, Abel, great to be with you. And thanks for your kind words uh, in introduction. So um, I guess I'd give them a, a B plus. Uh, both uh, these are two real challenges to our security, American to world security and to our values, the Hamas uh, attack on the Israelis, which is really Iran that hates us and hates Israel and really hates the Arab countries as well. And of course, uh, Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Um, so I would say President Biden's administration have taken a strong position supporting both the Ukrainians and the Israelis. Why is it B plus? I think with the Ukrainians, we could have given them some uh, better military systems sooner. Um, with uh, uh, the current situation in the Middle East. Um, of course, everybody, nobody likes to see innocent civilians uh, in uh, Gaza uh, being hurt or killed as a result of the Israeli uh, uh, effort to destroy Hamas. But, but that's Hamas's fault. And I, I, I just don't think we should pressure our allies in Israel to cease fire or stop the fight. So um, maybe there could be a little less of that from the administration. But overall, the president's uh, okay. restated American leadership in the world. And, and that's important. And not everybody on Capitol Hill agrees with that. So it's doubly important. Okay. 
Were you surprised at all of the demonstrations, particularly at the universities, against the state of Israel? Did that surprise you? Yeah, it's not just the demonstrations, because maybe it could figure that because there's such a, a leftist influence on college campuses. But the, the size and the intensity of it and the terrible hatred, not just sort of um, anti-Israel, but in some cases, pretty clearly anti-Semitic, and to a certain extent, anti-American. It makes me think that some radical left-wing groups infiltrated those pro-Palestinian uh, demonstrations with tearing down American flags, you know, and, and uh, burning and, and, and whacking not only uh, Netanyahu, but Biden uh, as if they were pinatas. That, that's awful stuff, and, and, and it doesn't speak for the American people but, but, it, but it sends out a terrible message from American college campuses. Yeah, and you got Harvard, MIT, and the top schools in the country basically justifying it by not taking any action against the anti-Semites and the destructive people. They basically let it go. And did that surprise you? Well, it, it, it did, but frankly, not as much because I've, I've watched that happen on college campuses. The, too many of the administrators try to please everybody. And you know, uh, a university is supposed to be a place of truth where you teach truth and learn truth. And in, in these cases, you just can't please everybody. Some people are just plain wrong. And, and a, a president of a university should say that. If demonstrators are anti-Semitic, the president shouldn't feel like, oh, they, they're going to make a wishy-washy statement. Everybody has a point here. No, not everybody does have a point. That's true. And, uh, and um... I wish... Um, it's your crew, not you, but you are, ended your political career as an independent, but the Democratic Party, right. my God. Now, I set uh, this segment up by saying that the Xi-Biden meeting is important for everybody in the world. You want to drop tensions with China if you can. But I don't believe Joe Biden is in charge of this. I see it's Jake Sullivan and it's uh, the Secretary of State Blinken. They'll be sitting next to Biden. They're pretty much calling the shots. You know the inside. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, Biden is the president, so it's up to him to assert the authority of the commander in chief. But there's no question that Jake Sullivan and Blinken are important to him. Look, I think the important thing in these meetings tomorrow between Biden and Xi is that we're coming in in a position of strength. And I hope President Biden understands that and reflects that at the table, which is to say our economy is in so much better shape than the Chinese economy. They're, they're hurting of their own economic uh, yeah. maladministration. But, but we're also hurting them with our sanctions, and they're going to need some help. And it's an opportunity not to rub Xi's face in it, but uh, uh, to, to reach some agreements. You know, there, there are competitors. There are challengers. They have a whole way of life and way of government that's totally different from ours. But the key here is uh, we don't want to get in a war with them. We don't even want to get in a cold war with them. And it would be great if we can come out with some agreements uh, from this meeting in San Francisco. Maybe the beginning of looking at some of the tariffs to see which ones are hurt both countries and they, they take them off. But I'd like to see the Chinese admit that they have a role to play in cutting down the movement of fentanyl in our country, yeah, that's um, big. Yep. Which, which they do. And look, long-term, um, this takes me back to 1972, Nixon, Kissinger, 
when one of their main motivations for opening up relations with China was to separate China from Russia. And here again today, uh, China gives a lot more heft to Russia, Iran, and North Korea than those devils deserve. And we got to convince them that it'd be a lot better yeah, for back them. Back, back off from uh, that, right. It's amazing how history does repeat itself. Hey, Senator, it always is. a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for taking the time, and I hope we can do it again soon. Thank you. Me too, Bill. Have a great day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now on to the 2024 presidential run. There is an outfit called Stack data strategy. I have never heard of it. Uh, It's an English corporation. They did research on 15,205 U.S. registered voters. That is a big crew. Okay, they finished the research in early November, early this month. And here is the data they are putting out. I cannot vouch for this, But the data is interesting. Number one, it projects that Trump would defeat Biden if the election were held today, 292 electoral votes to 246. But Biden would still win the popular vote, 49 to 48 percent. That's because of California. California will never again even come close to voting for a Republican. It's the nation's largest state. So the popular vote will always go to a Democrat from now until the end of this country. It's just the way it is. The states uh, that are in play, Biden is expected to win. Colorado, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire, Nevada, Virginia. I'm surprised about Nevada because other uh, polling has Nevada in the Trump camp. But this is what they say. The state Trump's. Uh, Trump's supposed to win the contested states, Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Nebraska, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania. That's a big one. Texas and Wisconsin. All right. So um, this is what they say. Trump would win electoral vote. And uh, if the election were held tomorrow, let's go to the U.S. Supreme Court. You know that Clarence Thomas, the most conservative of the Supreme Court justices, took a bunch of gifts from his friends. He got an RV, he got uh, vacations, private jet flights, a whole bunch of stuff. And um, a very left-wing group, ProPublica, has been embarrassing Clarence Thomas and the Supreme Court for months. So now there is uh, a new code 
the court announced its first formal code of conduct governing ethical behavior of the nine justices. But they really didn't put a code in. They just said a justice should uphold the integrity and independence of the judiciary, that kind of stuff. There's no, you, you have to do this, you have to do that. None of that. So it's just a bunch of BSPR stuff. Now, what should happen <clears throat> is that all gifts over what? 250 bucks have to be reported to the chief justice's office and any trips or any vacations or any gratuities, anything over $250 have to be reported and approved by John Roberts, the chief justice of the Supreme Court. And then if Roberts takes something, He's got to give it, designate somebody to approve or disapprove. It's got, there, there, it can be done. I understand a court not wanting to give any power to the politicians because then it becomes, well, we hate Thomas because he's a conservative or we hate um, Sotomayor because she's a liberal. You don't want that. The Supreme Court should be able to police itself, but they have no rules here and they need rules because this is the most powerful governing body in this country. It's got to have 100% credibility with the folks. I mean, the Supreme Court is more powerful than the president because it can knock out what the president does, knock out his executive orders. So you can't have anybody taking stuff. Got it? Supreme Court? Apparently you don't because you should have done a lot better than this. All right, let's go to uh, New York City. Uh, there are 6 million Jews in the USA, approximately. Okay, Most of them live in New York City with Los Angeles second. All right, in the city, in October, last month, hate crimes against Jews rose 214%. So there were 22 uh, hate crime indictments um, in October 22, 69 last month. And that's, of course, because of the Hamas stuff and the crazy nuts that are running around uh, hating the Jews. So as some of you know, dailychatter.com is our foreign, um, foreign reportage partner. I mean, we, can't, we don't have the resources to hire people to cover the news around the world. But Daily Chatter does a pretty good job of that. So we partnered up with DailyChatter.com. And they're based in Boston. And, and today's edition, um, and this is why I'm partnering with them, is an article on there is some vigilante stuff going on inside Israel against Palestinian civilians. And, you know, I'm not surprised, but uh, it's a pretty detailed report. Um, between October 7th and the 27th, three-week period, 110 Palestinians in the West Bank were murdered. That's a lot, okay? Um, and enraged Israelis, in a large part of these cases, are doing it. Now, the government of Israel has got to get a handle on that. You can't have that vigilante stuff going on. So, you thought you should know about it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. London over the weekend, uh, you know, maybe a half million. Uh, and London is the nexus of the... Uh, Arab presence in Europe, and they're uh, supporting Hamas, and they hate Israel, of course. There's no, you know, it's been going on forever. It was going on when I was there 50 years ago studying in uh, the University of London. Um, and, and there they are. And if you go to London, um, there's a huge Arab presence in that city, enormous. But in Germany, it's the opposite. So the German governor, uh, government has banned any pro-Hamas activities, like putting up a poster or marching around going, I like Hamas, you get arrested. And in Germany, you'll get prosecuted because the Germans got the anti-Semitism historical problem. So we're in England, the Arabs can do whatever they want, not in Germany. Interesting, right? All right, let's go back to the United States where we live. So Tim Scott drops out of the presidential race, no surprise. And the grand old party is down uh, four. Now, how many of you know when the words grand old party were assigned to the Republican Party? How many? You get an A for me if you know that. It happened in 1854. So anti-slavery segments, Lincoln of the Republican Party, uh, nicknamed the party, Grand Old Party, GOP. How about that? And you can bring that in every discussion. Nobody will know that. You got it here on the No Spin News. Anyway, Scott's out. Um, and the next debate is December 6th, and News Nation has the debate. Congrats to them. This is a rising uh, cable News Network, and I'm a part of it. I'll be on tonight with Leland Vittard on the 7 o'clock hour. I'll hit about 7.25. And I do Cuomo uh, tomorrow night, usually on Wednesday, but we're going to do it the next two Tuesdays. Um, and I'm what they call a consultant. So the people at News Nation think that I'm wise in some way. I have them fooled. <laughs> and I appear there. And, and so I'm very happy that they got this debate. It's going to be at the University of Alabama. Um, and who's going to be on the stage? So Scott's gone. You got four left. You got DeSantis, you got Haley, you got Ramaswamy, and you got Christie. However, you got to get 6% in at least two national polls to qualify. I don't think Christie's going to get that. Ramaswamy might. So it could be goodbye, Chris. That's why he went over to Israel over the weekend. Christie did. Um, but it's possible only be two on the stage. Now, um, political satire, I'm down with it. I like it. 
Um, I do some of it myself once in a while. So Saturday Night Live, a shadow of what it used to be. We all know that. But they opened the program um, two days ago uh, by mocking the GOP debate. Go. Good evening. I'm Lester Holt. And welcome to the Republican Kids Table Debate. Let's meet the candidates. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. My wife said I could try this one more time. Former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley. Excited to look good in comparison. Florida governor and owner of the world's most upsetting smile, Ron DeSantis. Entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. I'ma talk a lot tonight. And finally, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. Oh, is that me? It is. Uh, Let's get to the questions. Mr. Ramaswamy, if elected, what would you do on your first day in office? I'd like to begin by not answering your question and instead use this platform to say, her daughter is on TikTok. Keep my daughter's name out of your voice. Almost said that right. <laughs> Mr. Scott, anything you'd like to add? I have a girlfriend. How adorable. <laughs> they actually think they've got a chance. Sad in some ways, but in other ways, funny. Can you believe it, folks? 91 indictments, four trials, and I'm still the best choice. <laughs> now they're all stuck behind me, and there's nothing they can do about it, just like in real life. 3%, 8%, 14%, 5%. And how about bored Tim Scott, huh? 1%, very low. Lower than, frankly, milk. Apparently, there's a milk lower than 1%. People are calling it skim. We've never had it. We don't drink it. But we like skim, Scott. We love him. All right, there you go. So at this point, I think I'm going to be talking about uh, this tonight. And I did talk to uh, the former president over the weekend. I'll be able to bring you up to date on that in a little while, a few days. We're still a lot of stuff in the air there, but I thought you'd like to see that. So I, your humble correspondent, this is absolutely true, uh, am cleaning out the house because this has so much stuff. And uh, I'm got, it's, e it's fairly easy to do. You get one of these green bag things where about a dozen big green bags and just go through the closets and you just don't know, no. But I'm finding some really good stuff mementos, stuff that's worth something um, that, you know, I forgot about. You, you have the same thing, I'm sure, in your house. As capitalists, we accumulate. That's what capitalists do. Now, there's a feng shui or something. I don't know what that is. But when you uh, have too much clutter, it's psychologically bad for you because you feel claustrophobic. You know, if you're a pack rat, if you can't get any, you know, it's like, what is this? But it's almost liberating. I felt really good when I uh, was cleaning out those closets and, blah, 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 blah. and there's so much kid stuff. Now, I have a tendency to keep the kid stuff because my mother threw away all my baseball cards. Thanks, mom. That was about $50,000 right there. All my comics. That's another hundred grand. You know, <laughs> I kept the records. I still have the album's in the 45s. She didn't destroy those. I have my Lionel train set. But anyway, the smart life play is this. 
go over the house, especially you're gonna have guests in. You know, I just and then you know the stuff that's not necessary, boom. And then the stuff that you like but you don't want to keep, do the little garage sale. You know, people love to do that, particularly before Christmas. Those Christmas markets in Europe. You know, now these are the hot things. You go up to Prague and, and, and Budapest, you know, and they have the Christmas markets. And it's, but it's all stuff from somebody's house. And there's the Americans paying all this stuff. So if you have that, have a little Peoria market. You know, organize a little market in your town. Get five or six neighbors and you put all the stuff. Make some money. Smart life. Okay, get rid of that clutter. All right, final thought of the day, Killing the Witch is still roaring on the bestseller list after uh, two months, about two months uh, on the, uh, in a marketplace. So there's Goodreads. Do you ever hear of Goodreads? Goodreads.com. Um, they have a bunch of reviews and, and thousands of people. They have 150 million hits on Goodreads.com. So we have been nominated, Killing the Witches have been nominated as Best History and Biography Book of 2023. Wow. Now you got to vote. And you go to BillOReilly.com, you can vote for Killing the Witches if you liked it. Now, I don't want you to vote if you didn't read it or if you didn't like it. But if you liked it, we want to do it honest. Go to BillOReilly.com and we're up for... uh, Best History or and Biography Book, 2023. Martin Dugard, of course, props to him. 13 Killing Books, 19 million copies in print, the most successful nonfiction book series of all time. Thanks to you. We'll see you again on Monday, new column on Sunday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.